Welcome to Living Room Theater, Episode 9, the X-Men Special. Uh, Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Amazon.com. Go to KeithBodela.com, Keith, B-O-D-A-Y-L-A, spelled just like it sounds, .com slash Living Room Theater. Uh, go to the bottom of the page and click on the link for Amazon and then shop as you normally would. They, of course, have tons of shit. They have really good deals right now on a lot of the X-Men movies. Um, I think they're all about 10 bucks. The X-Men First Class is like six ninety nine on Blu-ray, which is really good. Also, if you're looking for any of the movies that we've talked about in this episode or previous episodes, uh, go to that same address. Click on the entry for the episode that you were looking for, and there's a little Amazon-sponsored box there uh, that has all the movies that we've talked about. Even if we weren't really reviewing them, most of the ones that we talked about are featured in there. Uh, and then just click on the link. It'll take you to Amazon. Shopping through there would really help us out. Uh, if you want to help us out more, go to iTunes, pull up our page, leave a review and a rating for us. Uh, if you are listening through like Stitcher, um, add us as a favorites. Leave a rating for us there also. And uh, we hope to be doing uh, more episodes a little bit more frequently. Uh, we have one already recorded that should be going up in the next week. Um, and then we're going to try and record one this week that will go up right after that. So uh, more to come. He likes movies. She likes movies. We like movies. They like movies. Living room theater. Fun fact, um, McAvoy shaved his head when he found out he was going to be uh Xavier, and then the filmmakers were like, no! And for the first month, he had to wear hair extensions. (laughs) It only only took him a a month to grow his hair that long? Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty fast. Well, I think it grew back partway, and then they put the extensions in. Oh, okay. To make it shaggier, and then it grew out. Because as soon as he found out, he shaved his head. So they probably didn't start filming. I do that. He was preparing for his role. That's stupid. That's like... That's like... I don't know what that's like. That's like if you were going to play Jennifer Aniston in the Jennifer Aniston biopic of her life. And you then... the Rachel haircut? Yeah, the Rachel haircut from Friends. Yeah, it's not like And they know. were just like, well, no, we wanted you to portray her in her later years after she married and then got divorced from Brad Pitt and then she married that other guy. That people, like, recognize and they're like, oh, it's that guy. But they can't tell you what he's from. Mm. Like, we're, we're hiring you for those years because we already have her covered. We're just going to use existing footage for the Friends years. Although I don't think Jennifer Aniston would ever get a biopic. Unless, like, she suddenly did something like, wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Is, are we, are we in it now? We're in it to win it. Because you're, right now you're just, you're, you're on your phone. I'm, I'm waiting for you. I've just been waiting. I'm researching. I'm getting prepared. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. So I'm ready. Gotta, what are we doing here? Intro us. You intro, you always intro us. Though. I know, that's your turn. I'll give you a shot. But that's not that's not my gig. I don't do intros. I don't know how to do an intro. I don't do intros. You don't do intros on your other show? No. Remember we just got pre-recorded and we just dive right in. Because that's always how it works. Hi everybody! Why are you shouting? No, I don't are know. Why you... <laughs> Hello. Hang on, do you want me to do an intro? Yes, I do. Let me try it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Hello, this is Living Room Theater. I am Keith. 
This is Rachel. As you point, because they can see you pointing. But thank you for the gesture. Oh, I don't like that gesture. Good thing they can't see that. I don't know what you mean. I am not gesturing. I mean, now I'm gesturing, but I was not before. I think that might be illegal in some countries, that gesture. Could be. Welcome to our show, everyone. How's that? He gestured to all of you as well. Yes, he did. How's that for Greetings, mortals. How's that for an intro? That's lovely. Should I try again? Yes. Hello, welcome to Living Room Potato. Why are you yelling? (laughs) Hello. He did a little jig with that one. Hello, welcome to Living Room Potato. Theatra. Theatra. Is that better? Beautiful. Yeah. Do it as the dwarves from The Hobbit. Welcome to... Okay, how about you just oh. do it? How about you just say, how I want you to do it this way, and then you just do it. You just do it. You, you, uh, you got the phone. Your turn. No, it's done. Yeah. How about you do it, like, from the Hobbit, like the dwarves? You just said that. And then you did it. <laughs> Let's go back on the time train. Have <laughs> you try it? Welcome to Living Room Peter. <laughs> How's that? You look like you were trying to poo. <laughs> we just watched. A movie still in theaters. So this isn't... (laughs) (laughs) Living room theater. I mean, it kind of is. Because we saw movies before. And we're in the living room right now. But you know what I mean. (laughs) I'm sure somewhere in there people will figure out what's going on. Anyway, um... Get off Clash of Clans. That's why I was hitting the home button. Um, anyway, so, no, but you gotta come up with a theme song now for when we occasionally go to the movie theater. I know, I've been thinking about this all day. Yes, because it's a rare occurrence when we go to the movie theater. What is going on with this? I couldn't get it straight, and then I couldn't get it off again. Thank you. My problem is, all of my theme songs have the same tune. I'm having a hard time getting away from that. Okay, do it in tune with this. With the, I'll, I'll come up with the rhythm. Okay. Once again, we go to the movie theater with the Broadway. We don't like to go in it. First comes out cause you're so many people. We went today and there were none. We actually had to ask them to start the movie. No, see, I can't do it. <laughs> My head hurts now. <laughs> you look really red like you're gonna pass out. Okay. Anyway, like once a year we go to the movie. I think okay. the last movie we saw in theaters was The Avengers. Was that the last one we saw together? No. The last one we saw. Did we, did we see Smaug in the theaters? No. We didn't go see the Smaug. No. Oh, no, because I forgot about it. The Avengers. The Avengers. I think the Avengers was the last one we saw in theaters. 
Unless the last Harry Potter came out. After no, that. no, 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 no. No, that was that was before, right? Wow, the Avenger. Are you saying no? I think the last movie I saw before this one in theaters was Iron Man three. And I didn't go to that, and I saw Hunger Games, and you didn't go see that. You saw Catch Fire, last movie I think we saw together. What did you say? Catching Fire. Yes, okay. Catching Fire. Wow. Yeah. So We I, had a lot of things going on. The movie, theater. Cause this also, also, I have told the story other places, but our experience uh, going to see the Avengers ruined movies for us. That was not the last one. We've had pleasant movie experiences since. Where's brother? Name it. Is there a second Avengers movie? There, there will be one. Uh, I guess we've just watched it so many times at home. <sighs> wow! That was a really long time ago. Two years ago. We've seen something since then. Name it! I'm trying to think. I can't remember. This episode will be called <laughs> Keith and Rachel Try to Remember Movies. You're disturbing me. No, the... Go ahead. I don't know. But anyway, we went to the movies today. Because, okay, so... Well, actually, um, when did... May 23rd. What are you talking about? That's when the Avengers came out? Oh, no. That's when X-Men came out. Actually, no. I, I lied. The, I think the last movie that I saw in theaters was A Good Day to Die Hard. No. You've seen something since then. Didn't you go see Captain America? The new one? Yeah. Nope. Never got around to it. Superman? Uh, no. So Superman and... Mm. House. Okay, I'm not sure. It was either Iron Man 3 or Good Day to Die Hard was the last movie that I saw in the theater in 2003. 2003? 2013. Oh, gosh! I'm like, we've gone Did I say 2003? I think so. We've gone several times because that is the entire span of us knowing each other. We didn't know each other then. I know, but I'm saying that encapsulates yeah. the whole time that we've known each other. Anyway, um, Avengers, though. We went there, went on this thing called Stimulus Tuesday where everything's cheaper, popcorn. It was my idea. I take the blame. It's really super cheap and the popcorn's super cheap. It was like $1.50 for popcorn. Yeah, and because it's super cheap, really, like, terrible people go. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like going to the movies with people. That's our problem. And And people were there. Yes. And we sat next to... A family that was obnoxious. It was grandparents, parents, two boys. One, so we we got there, and it it wasn't that full. No, but they kept coming. But people kept coming in, and then they sat in our row, which was like the second row. Second row after like that little because grandma suit. was in a wheelchair and had to be in the front row. Was she? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that was... Was that then? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Because I thought there was still a grandmother there. There was, some, there there was, was like another. a crazy aunt or somebody with them. Oh, too. there was an aunt or something with them? Yeah. Okay. I forgot about the woman in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Almost, That's why they sat there. Almost makes me feel bad. Why didn't they sit in front of us? Well, well no, because wheelchair woman didn't do anything. She was fine. Right. But why didn't they sit in the row in front of... That would oh, be even no. more annoying. We were in the front row. That was the problem. We normally, after there's the, like the orchestra seating that's like real close to the screen, we come out of the pit to up mm-hmm. a couple steps because there's the there and then there's the seating in front that has the opening for the mm-hmm. wheelchairs, and then there's the the normal seating, mm-hmm. um, stadium, normal stadium seating. Mm-hmm. So. We go into that front row there. We're good. Previous to starting, then this family comes in. Wheelchair grandmother or aunt. Wheelchair grandmother goes in the mm-hmm. goes in the thing, and then they join our row. And then the one kid, the one young one, because there's like four seats between me and this family. Mm-hmm. This one kid keeps wanting to go in the open space because he wants to, like, come over and say hi to me or something. I don't know. Maybe he wants me to rescue him. Maybe he's, like, coming over and like, help me. Help me. But, uh, anyway, he keeps wanting to come over. And while the movie's starting, the dad's like, no, no, you got to stay over here. You got to stay over here. Oh, but before that, though, during the previews, the dad's saying real loud, oh, I really want to see that. That looks really good. Those special effects are pretty good. Remember that part of it? I mean, the ones, no, he thought the special effects were really good at the ad for the popcorn popping. Was it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> he got super excited about the popcorn. I remember him saying something about like an anime would be like, that looks really good. And he just said it like real loud. I was like, who are you talking to right now? Like, I don't know who you're, te- you're just announcing to everybody in the theater that it just looks really good. And that, that's annoying. And then the the little kid, the real the younger brother, who wants to come into the to the no man's land between the seats, is just becoming too much as the movie plays on, right? Yeah, and they, and he insisted on throwing a tantrum on every quiet part. Yes. Not during all the explosions and the fight scenes. During the quiet talking part. Which are which are also known at the beginning of the movie as the story building parts. <laughs> where they set things up that are very important later on. Um, so finally the dad takes him out. And then I'm assuming the mom is talking to the dad. It's right. I think the part that they finally get he finally takes him out at is the part where Captain America Thor and Iron Man are all in the woods together, mm-hmm. like, fighting. I think that's where he finally took him out. That's my memory of it. Um, but then the mom's texting, and her phone's lighting up her big, dumb face. And she's texting, and that's distracting. I'm assuming she's texting the father. And then the li- the, uh, the older brother starts to get curious because during one of the quiet parts, <laughs> which is developing the story, he says, Where's brother? Okay, now he didn't really say it like that. <laughs> but he kept going, Where's brother? 
Where's I can't do. I know because we we turned him into Thor. Yeah, we did. brother? Because it was like during one of the parts where it's like Loki's my brother. Where's brother? <laughs> where's where's brother? And he couldn't pronounce the R. Brother. That's the other thing. So it was just like, where's brother? What I can't do with that. But let's fast forward. But anyway, it was a really bad experience. And then you want to fast forward to the end of that one? Well, I'm going to fast forward because the poor dad. Oh, yeah. He was just so excited. And then he had to be the one to take the kid out. So he stood in, like, the little walkway that leads in. And he missed the whole movie. And you could just tell at the end he was just bummed. He was obviously the one that really wanted yeah. to see it. Like, the mom didn't she care at all. She could have cared less. Okay, so that... We had them beside us. Yeah, behind us. Behind us, we had Mr. Know-It-All. I've been to this movie before, but I'm going to sit he was there multiple two times. seats away from the person I came with, and I'm going to lean over, and right before anything exciting happens, I'm going to spoil it, so that the person in front of me, a.k.a. Rachel, who can't stand, first of all, when people talk in the movie theater, and doesn't want the whole thing spoiled was getting more and more angry. Now, keep in mind, though, I mean, it does make sense that they set to a few seats apart because they're both guys, and you don't want people to think you're on a date together, even though going to see the adventure is not like a date thing. For real. People I mean, it was, it was for us. <laughs> it was for us. But, you know. We held hands walking, and they probably did not. Yes. And we probably wouldn't assume that they, that they were in a relationship. Then, it doesn't end there, folks. No, it doesn't. Credits. There are two girls who are insisting on making heart-shaped shadow puppets on the screen. And then they want to take pictures of it. But they're stupid, and they're using the flash. So every time they take the picture... Lo and behold, the shadow disappears, and they can't figure out what's going on. And I'm getting so more they keep trying and to take more the picture. irritated. And I finally turned around and said, "Turn off the flash." It's <laughs> one of my favorite things you've ever said. Gosh, no, you didn't say. You, I don't think you said turn off the flash. I think you turned around and said. Why don't you try it without the flash? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You just turn around and just go. Why don't you try it without the flash? <laughs> and then I think uh, they did. And then they stopped doing but it. Then they, but they were still doing, like, Shadow Puppets a little bit. And then the screen it mm -hmm. went to the actual credits mm -hmm. that weren't as bright. And they were just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll just up. Yeah, the rolling credits that started then. Oh. Uh, I can see why now. We have not gone. Yeah, just because it, it, like, ruined the whole experience. And I was also getting annoyed today with whoever had the bag of Twizzlers or pretzel oh, or whatever, you, the, whatever they were trying to open. Before, while you were in the bathroom before the movie started, yeah. they were talking about politics. Surprisingly. They were when you went away, too. Surprisingly, on here, they were talking about how uh, they're, how pro-Obama they are, <gasps> which is surprising for out here. Most people are, are very anti-Obama, very anti-Democrat. going through national Democrat. parks, yeah, too. stuff like that. They really were having some, like... They were having hmm. some deep conversation while they were waiting for the movie. Now and they brought in their contraband, because you're not allowed to bring outside food or drink in. And they both definitely had canned products, 
which the concession stand does not sell cans. And they had bags of chips, which, oh, the concession stand does not sell bags of chips either. So, yeah, and then they're trying to open it. Both very loud. I don't know. I think at one point they tried to, like, they couldn't time what was the loud part and what was the quiet part. Because, like, there'd be a loud thing, and then and then you would hear it right as it was ending, you'd hear Because yeah. they were like, oh, it's the loud part. And then they'd be like, oh, it's the quiet part now. Oh, wait, I think it might be the loud part now. No, it's the a, it's a quiet part. Okay, I'll, I'll wait. And it just went on for so long. How long does it take to open a bag of chips? I thought, like, five seconds, maybe? But anyway, that was bothering me. First of all, also, we got there late. Move Well, we got there actually just on time. We're, we worked. We were five minutes late. But, you know, previews start at right. 10 after 12, it was supposed to begin. We, after getting into the parking lot and into the theater, we got in at 16 after. And there wasn't even, like, the commercials going on. It was a blank screen. So. And then we're waiting there. We're waiting. waiting. And I was like... It was like 12.30. You went to the... Ba- well, first of all, we got there, and you were like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You came back. I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I came back. And then it was like... 12.30. It was close. It was like 12... It was getting close to 12.30. And I said, do you... Because th- we were the very last theater. This is, a, this is a Carmike 15. So there are 15 theaters, and we were the last theater down the line because X-Men is getting the boot probably after this week. Yeah, which is why we're going to see So I said, I bet they don't know it's not running. <laughs> and I was very proud of you for saying, I'm going to go tell somebody, because I really didn't think you would. I was thinking I'd have to, in my fancy shoes, walk all the way down the hallway to go let them know. So thank you. I go with that. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I went, and I walked all the way down the hallway, and... I went to the I went to the concession stand and I looked for the the woman that actually sold us the tickets. Right, she looked like she was in charge. Yeah, because she had like black business attire on. She was wearing like a little jacket. Yeah. So she seemed like she was in charge, and I was like, "Hey, I'm in I'm in theater eight. You even know what number? Good for you. Yeah, I was like, I'm in theater eight. That's supposed to be the X Men movie, but nothing's playing. And she was like nothing's playing. And she's typing something on the little panel there. She was like, was it the 1210 showing? And I went, yeah. And she goes, all right, I'll work on that for you. (laughs) And then she left. Now, here's the thing that doesn't quite make sense. And I know this because I actually had an interview at that theater. Like, you think that, um, like, movie theaters, behind each one there's a little projection room? Because, like, that's what we've always seen. Like, there's always a little projection room... And there's a guy flipping the things between it. Mm-hmm. Everybody who saw Fight Club probably thinks that for sure. But, like, that's it, pretty much how it is normally portrayed in, in movies. Because there used to be the little dot that was their warning that they'd have to switch roles. Yes. But even still, like, we all just assume that there's always, like, a little... No, not like that at all, guys. On one end of the theater behind this concession stand, there's a staircase that goes upstairs. And then... I know, because when I interviewed there, I had to go upstairs and down this long hallway. Running along the hallway that has all the... Um, the um, Projectors? Theaters. Okay. There's a long hallway of projectors, and they're pretty much all digital now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all, they all just look like big servers with a, projection, with a projector attached to it. Um, but there's just a long hallway of them. 
So I walk down, and she's walking. She has to walk the other way, like, 20 feet to go to the staircase, go up the stairs. Then she's got to walk back down the long hallway, all the way down to the other end, to the last theater, in order to take care of it. But, and then they had to do that. And then they had to go through all the commercials and the the theaters. Because I'm assuming, contractually, there are ones Mm -hmm. that they have to play and everything, so. But nobody sat in front of us. Nobody sat in front of us. Nobody sat in our row, which was lovely. There were only ten of us in the theater, which was lovely. There were only the people behind me and to the right, and then the... I, like... I get annoyed. And it just bugs me at the people that, during the trailers, or during the movie, you can hear them make little comments to whoever they're with. make little comments. No, hang on. They make little comments to, to the person in the audience. It's always guys. Guys always do this. Especially if they're with a girl or a woman. And the couple that was behind us to the right with the contraband. They were not a couple. That was his mother. This is his mother? Yes. They both looked old. Well, she was older than him oh. significantly. Alright. Well, anyway, he was apparently trying to impress his mom then. <laughs> so, because he, he would say, he said a couple things around the trailers... That I heard, and I think he said one thing during the movie, and it was like, it was way off base. Like, he said something weird about the Transformers or something, and I forget what exactly what he said, but he said something, and I was like, that is not right, even a little bit. That's completely wrong. But, I just always find it funny, because you always hear guys, like, trying to impress people, and they're just like, you know, it's... They're making this movie because, uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg needs it, the money for hospital bills or something. It's like, that's not even right at all. Like, what What are you talking about? And, like, they just want to, they want you to know that they know what's going on. But besides that, apparently, mother-son couple. <laughs> How do you know it's his mother? Maybe he likes older women. Maybe. I don't know. When you went to the bathroom, they were discussing about their journey their journey here, and it just seemed like a mother-son conversation. I don't know. I don't care. Let's talk about... The- what, hang on. I just have to ask for my own personal curiosity. What was their journey to the movie theater? <laughs> or were they from another country and then they're talking about their journey to America? No, they were just... She was hoping that the journey home would not be as long and as tedious as the journey there. <laughs> Why they get sidetracked by a troll on a bridge? <laughs> I don't know. And he uh, said, hopefully we can find a different way. So, Oh, Lord, I, I hope our journey is not as long and tedious. This movie theater is right on the main highway. You get on that highway, you get there. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we saw the X-Men. Yeah, so we, we saw X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, and yesterday, yeah. we started our X-Men preparation by re-watching X-Men and X-Men 2. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Uh, X2, X-United or something. Yeah, and then we watched X-Men First Class. Because X-Men 3, waste of time. Well... We should have watched it. Well, here's the thing, though. Oh, no. What did we miss? I don't think we missed much. But, but we missed something. 
we might have missed something, but I think most of that stuff was undone with Days of Future Past. I did because I did a little plot summary to to refresh on what happened because like well no okay go go on with what you're saying go go on with you I'm just saying and I'm very glad that we did me too because there were points during this movie for example and I guess we should just say it. we're gonna spoil the whole thing we're gonna spoil the whole thing we saw it way way late. So, if you haven't seen it yet... You should go now, because right. it's in Theater 8 all the way at the end, so it's about to go. Yeah, it's going to... you got to see it now. Bye-bye. 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 X-Men. Um, She's got an image of the whole cast of the X-Men doing bye-bye-bye. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, Let's make that a YouTube video. Because we, we laughed out loud at the part where Wolverine walked through the metal detector, but because... This was happening in 1973, and he didn't have his adamantium in him already. He didn't make the metal detector go off, and he stopped, and he looked. Because in, which one? X-Men 1? Is that the one that they went into the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, and he went through the metal detector. It goes off. He goes, It goes off, and then he goes, bah, 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 and he, like, mutilates it. What, what is hand? So when he slashes things at this pause, it goes, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Yeah, that's him poking it. Okay. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I remember the comic where in the panel they said, ba 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 for the sound effect. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You're right. Yeah. Um, shrink, 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 shrink. There. Sninked. No. Sninked is the sound that his claws make. Oh, what, what's the web slinging one? Thwip. 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 Slink, 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 slink. Skink, skink, skink. Sninked. Like, that's a word. Like, what you're saying is still gibberish. It's not a... Slink. It, but slink. you're saying the slink, 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 which isn't the... You're tr- you're just making another sound effect that's not the sound effect that they have already established is the sound effect. Slink. 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 There's a T on the end. S-N-I-K-T. Slink. Slink. Snicked. Yeah. Snicked. Yeah. Why does it have a little hiccup at the end? Snicked. Because that's the sound of the of the metal vibrating after it's like it you know, like it, it pops out and then it stops and it vibrates a little bit because it comes out with so much out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, so we we were like bah, like laughing and there was like crickets behind us because they did not do their homework. Yeah. Cause the sun was trying to build wasn't like, oh, mom, that's because, you know. Next Man 1. <laughs> Statue of Liberty. In Next Man 1. Uh, on Liberty Island, trying to get in. <laughs> and he sets off the metal detector. Not sure why all the lights and everything else is off, but the metal detector still works, but you know. Yeah, but the metal detector, anyway, the mom, the, I don't even know why they're going to the metal detector. All the other, all the other X-Men, they mustn't have had any metal on them whatsoever, which is hard to believe. Because someone had to have the keys to the jet. But my, <laughs> but my, I think it was pre nine eleven, so the metal detectors were still set very low. So I think Cyclops, he probably went through it with the visor. It was fine. <laughs> Jean Grey, I don't think she had anything. Her and Scott, she obviously doesn't. Yet, she doesn't carry so, any money either. Yeah, she, she makes Scott and Logan pay for everything. Yeah, that was fine. Um, Storm, I don't know if she went through or not. I don't really remember. I think she, she might have hovered. 
She might have hovered, but they didn't show up for budgetary reasons. I got you so fast. Hey, guys. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part of watching X-Men 1. So, should we, do we want to go through no. them leading no. up to that? No. No, no I think it's... Because that was... Hang on, that was do tangents. Okay, that's my favorite part of X-Men 1, where they... After, like, they do all the fighting at Liberty Island. With Toad Man. With Toad, and she says the terrible line that still bothers me to this day. Where she comes in and she goes, What Gee. happens when a Toad is struck by lightning? And then there's a real dramatic scene and there's like all this lightning and she's like, The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, Oh, well, I thought there'd be a little more witty whip, whip, repartee in this, in this scene. I, I guess I was wrong. I don't Frog legs? I don't know. Uh, something? I don't know. I thought, I, at least I would have taken a, you get burned. Um, His words fall off? I would have actually taken nothing. Had she just struck him at that moment? She's not I the bad guy. Bad guys always do that. Uh, no, the heroes do too. That's a Marvel thing, really. Mm. Spider-Man does a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, but then after that, after all that, they link up. And Cyclops, like, Cyclops and Gene find Wolverine, and Wolverine comes out, and he's like, it's me, because Mystique impersonated Wolverine. <laughs> and then she, and then Cyclops was like, prove it. So Wolverine was like, you're a dick. He was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, from the second floor balcony, like, Storm pokes around, and I was like, hey, guys. And then she pulls back, and I guess she just goes down the Closest set of stairs when it's clearly established that she can just easily like hover I and mean, the use video wind game, to fly she over. She hovers, video game yeah. hovers. She hovers all the time. But obviously, they're just like, I don't think we have money into the thing. But I'm assuming because the effects were still pretty new for computers and stuff and probably costed like $50,000 to do that one well, shot. Well, yeah, and the way they had them when they did have her hover with her legs like bent funky, like, oh, I'm on wires. <laughs> this harness is hurting my hoo-ha. My favorite thing about watching the first X-Men movie, though, was watching the 2000-era DVD menu. <laughs> yeah, because it came out, and then it was like, I was like, scene selection. <laughs> We're in the X-Mansion. Look, this is the X-Ray thing. Just get to the scene selection. Let me Let me pick a scene already. I just want to do that. So we saw the new X-Men today. So, but hang on. Something yeah. else about the first X-Men movie. Opening credit sequence, totally influenced by Fight Club. Because, like, they do the thing, and then they're, they're doing the... They, he does a little speech. He's like, evolution takes a step forward. Takes a leap forward. And then they do, and they're going through, like, the genome sequence and stuff. Very similar to them doing the trash can thing and or mm-hmm. like the brain thing and Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it. Take a look at it later on, everybody out there. What's funny is it continues in X Men Two. Don't know about X Men Three. Happens in First Class and in um, Days of Future Grass, which we just watched. So go on. You were gonna. You were, sorry. You were gonna talk about Days of Future Grass. Um, so, beginning, I was ultra confused. Mm-hmm. I understood that it was happening in the future. The future! It looked very grim. 
It was very good. And a bunch of cool characters that I wish I could have been introduced to were all getting killed by these indestructible things. And I was like, well, this really... Well, you knew. Well, yeah, and I was sad to see Iceman get his head ripped off. That was what I said. I was like, garbage! I like to use him in the video game. I like him. <laughs> like, he is fun. What video game are you talking about? The arcade game, right? Lego? Oh, oh, the Lego Marvel game. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought you were on, like the old school like X Men nineties cartoon. No arcade game. So I was very sad, but then it started to make a little more sense that they were having to come in, and then all those guys were back alive again, and because they jump around, and I had to have that explained to me afterwards. Yeah, the. the the time travel thing kind of threw you off there. Oh, the, anything with time travel. Oh, people do it so much, and I'm just, it just blows my mind. I wonder what it is that I, I, I'm more, like, in tune with time travel. Like, if you and I ever got stuck in a time travel scenario, I, you would be like, ah! I don't know what's going on. I'd be like, no, we got this. Like, you step on that butterfly, because that butterfly already died in the past, but don't step on that one, because if you do, we'll be erased from existence. And I'm like, no, you stepped on the wrong one. Okay, now we have to figure out how to fix this. And I would be, I'd figure it out. I mean, my mind would be blown that we actually time traveled somehow, but I'd be able to figure it out. But you'd be like, ah! I just don't buy them, because... They go back in time in all these movies, and they do so much damage. And, like, I know it's one little thing. They step on the wrong butterfly, but then they have to do all this other rigmarole, which introduces new characters to each other and new things and new events. And then they get back to present day, and, like, only one little thing on a sign has changed. Like, and it's like, no, there'd be a lot more that has changed. Talking about Back to the Future? Uh, That's where my example was going to, yes. A lot of stuff changed in Back to the Future, though. Let's get back to X-Men. But, okay, but we'll discuss this another day, but a lot of stuff changed in Back to the Future than that one little sign thing. Alright. X-Men. Okay. So X-Men, so, the, so there's the whole time travel thing. and the ba- Okay, let's let's cut to the chasing, though. Because pretty quickly, right after the title sequence, though, Professor Xavier's still alive. Yeah. Which we knew about at the end of the Wolverine in that post-credit sequence. Mm-hmm. But at the, it's somewhere in the middle of X-Men The Last Stand, he dies. The Phoenix evaporates him. But in that post-credit sequence, he apparently transfers his consciousness... Into his twin. Into his... It's not his twin. No. I mean, it could be. That's a prevalent theory on there. But then the question is... Why Why can't he walk? Yeah, why is his twin also paralyzed? And if he's in... I did my research. You did, apparently. (laughs) But if he transferred his consciousness into somebody else's body, let's say. Yes. He could project the appearance... That he is still Charles Xavier. Ooh, that's true. Because why he, wouldn't he make himself walk? Because he doesn't first class. But why can't he still not walk? Like, what's the deal with that? What's point, the deal with not walking? Yeah. Why can't he not walk? <laughs> so, all right, whatever. 
I guess we'll just accept it and move on. I guess that's I'm the, accepting it because I didn't watch X-Men last, first, last, last stand. Last stand. First, no, first stand was, was before that. I think that was, I think that was first class. First class, first stand. <laughs> last stand. Okay. This is my one complaint with the X-Men franchise. That they are bebopping around so much. It's confusing. Like, you can't, you can't, like, they're connecting them. But what order do you put them in? If we were to sit down now and watch all of the X-Men franchise, all seven that Wolverine is in. Okay. How do you put them in order? Here's the answer. Thank you. Well. You don't. <laughs> before before Days of Future Past, this is how it goes. Okay. It goes first class. Right. It goes X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then Days of Future Past starts. But then he goes back in time. Mm-hmm. And sh- in between First Class and Origins. Mm-hmm. So here's 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 the thing, because I, I started to figure this out before. Ooh, yes, schematics. I have a I have a thing. So here's what I call timeline A. This is how it works. No, because I was trying to figure it out. Because this is how it works. There's a couple unknowns in here, but this is how it works before Wolverine goes back in time. Like before we've reached the point where Kitty Pride sends him back in time. Which I don't know how she sends him back in time. I know she goes back in time in the comic book. I don't know how she's able to send him back in time. We'll just ignore that. Alright, so timeline A is Cuban Missile Crisis thing in first class. Mm-hmm. Then in the original timeline, Mystique kills Trask. Mm-hmm. Sentinel Project dies. Mutants continue to be kept a secret because nobody wants to alert the public. And it's, there's not, there's all these, there's rumors of it, but nothing's made apparent about it. So it's kept, it's kept a secret for a while. But there's growing hate of mutants. Mystique is, is, is held captive and studied because she's arrested when they capture Mystique Mm -hmm. with that. Um, at some point she escapes. Mm -hmm. And at some point Magneto has to escape because he's. Right. But how he would get out, I don't know. So I don't know how he escapes. So at some point he has to escape. Um, those two, I don't know how they get out, but then still holds through. Without the original, uh, Trask, the technology moves slower, because he seems to be the one that's pushing all the technology ahead and everything for, for the Sentinels mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, Wolverine gets his powers, as explained in X-Men Origins, with Stryker and everything. He joins the X-Men, X-Men happens, X-Men 2, last How stand. is he introduced to Stryker, though? How does Stryker find out about him? Um, in X-Men Origins, I think they're, they just, they meet somewhere. Um. Like a meet cute? Yes. Or I think it's something like in, like, Vietnam or something. Um, because he saves the guy that, in Japan, and I think in, in, what is that, World War II or something. Um, right before the bomb goes off. Well, it can't be in Vietnam, because he would have met him already before. 
He would have been over there in this what? movie. Because they were in Vietnam at the beginning of this movie. Mystique was over there. So, okay, so maybe it's not Vietnam. Maybe it's, it would be Korea then? Or okay. I, I don't know. I think Striker would be too young for Korea. What? I think Striker would be too young for Korea. How about Korea came first? Get my days confused. Um, accent origin is Wolverine. This is my point, though. They've made it too convoluted and too complex now with crisscrossing storylines. Well, yes, and and I have a I have a, a theory on that. So, well, they make it even worse because in Wolverine Origins, hang on. First, let me deal with the Striker issue here. They do end up in Vietnam. Wolverine ends up in Vietnam. Um, um, he okay. So actually, I kind of have to mention this. So what happens is in X Men Origins, Wolverine, Wolverine, and his half brother, who was Sabretooth. This is half brother. Yeah, this is half brother. Um, because that's the way it is in the comics. On the dad's side, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because that's where the mutant gene is. Mm. Um, and that, it starts in 1845. Then they spend the next century fighting as soldiers. They they show them, it's the best part of X-Men, uh, or Origins Wolverine. Um, they show them fighting in the Civil War, both World Wars. They show them fighting in Vietnam. In 1975, Victor kills a senior officer. James defends Victor, and the two were sentenced to execution by firing squad, which they survive. So then they are held captive mm. in that, and Major, Major William Stryker approaches them now in military custody and offers them membership in Team X, and then that's when he gets his adamantium and stuff. Um, but in the first X-Men movie, Sabretooth doesn't seem to acknowledge that he knows Wolverine at all. So, um, so let's say that, like, Origins starts to happen and then Cuban Mr. Crisis happens. At some point, Sabretooth also has his memory wiped. Um... Has his memory wiped by Stryker, because Stryker wiped the memory of Wolverine after he put the adamantium Did he? in the skeleton. Yeah, he tried to. It only partially worked cause, because Wolverine figured out what was happening and stopped part of it from happening. But he did get shot in the head with an adamantium bullet, because that's the only thing that can pierce mm-hmm. adamantium. But his, his body still healed from that, but his memories were gone after that happened. Mm. Um, so let's say that. Sabretooth got his memories wiped. That would explain why he didn't, like, Does he have adamantium? He was going to, but then Stryker was like, no, I'm not doing that for you. And Sabretooth was like, this is bullshit. But Stryker is still been doing Um. So then that all kind of makes sense. Last Sand happens. Gene Grant's got to die. The Wolverine happens. Scott dies. Yeah, Scott dies. Gene Grant kills Scott. Because she becomes the phoenix in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the last stand. Then they meet at the airport. Again, doesn't really explain how Professor Xavier's still alive. But, skipping ahead here, 
that happens, they're coming to him because Sentinels are, are being unearthed again after everything that happened in the last stand. Sentinels are coming back again at Trask Industries. And then that leads into Days of Future Past. But timeline B, that is that I think is the one we're going with now, I guess. Mm-hmm. We got Cuban Missile Crisis. Mystique fails to kill Trask, but because Magneto mm-hmm. shot her, the whole public knows about mutants now. So the Sentinel uh, program is accelerated. But at the same time, mutants are put into a positive light because Mystique is like, no, I'm not going to kill you. You know what? Charles was right. And she's like, I got to not do this. So she doesn't do it. But here's what happens after that. Because Stryker at the end is like, I'll take him. I'll take Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But that Stryker is Mystique. Mm-hmm. So, so what happens there? How does he still get his Admantium? Does he still meet up with the actual Stryker? Is Mystique like just messing with him? Um, depending on that, X-Men then can still happen. X-Men 2 really depends on Stryker. And then dependent on X, what would have happened in X-Men 2, depends on whether or not Jean Grey dies, because she dies at the end of that one. And if she doesn't die, then she doesn't become the Phoenix. And if she doesn't become the Phoenix, then Cyclops lives... Which is how, when, at the end of Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. Wolverine comes out, Gene is still alive, and Cyclops is still alive. But they put Gene all in red, so I think that's an indication that she might be the Phoenix still. Mm-hmm. Like, she might have gone through that whole thing. Or, beforehand, like, they might, they might have unlocked that power within her without her dying, so she wasn't, like, the evil, the dark Phoenix. So I don't know about that. So, but the question is, is this like a semi-reboot? Are they not acknowledging stuff? Because they are acknowledging a lot of stuff that has already happened. Mm-hmm. Because also, I don't know if you caught it, the beast at the end of the movie. Kelsey Grammer. Yep. Annoyed me. I wish it hadn't been. What's funny, what's really funny to think about, though, is how many hours of makeup did Kelsey Grammer go through for that 30-second scene? Over sleeping or late start to your morning. Yeah. I mean, I will say, it is kind of cool that they've acknowledged a bunch of shit, but it's, it just causes, it. there's so many questions, especially after watching the other ones, and you, you see all the things that don't quite fit, mm-hmm. and you're like, why did nobody talk about Mystique and Xavier basically being like brother and sister before? Like, why did this not come up? How did we not figure this out? Mm-hmm. Because it was a thing that just happened, and that's that's fine. But the problem is, as you were saying, they 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 have too many interconnecting things, and there's too many independent people working on each mm-hmm. thing. They need a team, which I think is is what Marvel, like the Marvel Studios, is doing right now. Because Marvel owns most of their properties, except for. X-Men, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, um, and Fantastic Four. I think they own the rest now. There might be one more. I think it's like Namor or something, or Submariner. Somebody that doesn't make sense. Some, and I don't think they... They might still not own Ghost Rider, but I don't think that was important. They did get Daredevil back, though, for a while they did. 
But they have, like, a team. They have one guy. One guy, basically, is, like, spearheading this whole thing. He's he's one of the main guys involved in it. Um, Kevin, how do you, F-E-I-G-E, I think is how his last name is spelled. Feig? Sure. Fun fact, though, found out the other day, apparently he went to my high school. Cool. But he's, they have him, and then I think he runs, he has a team of other guys, and they are, they've plotted many movies out, and they have a whole thing plotted out far in advance of how things interconnect, and how things happen, and the order of things, so that everything connects and works out well. They need somebody at this point to come and be like, I'll be that guy for you guys, X-Men. Mm-hmm. I'll be that guy. They need a guy. I'll be that guy. But you're right, because now there's too many inconsistencies. Well, let's let's move on from that. Because what you just said is what I have been doing my research on. Inconsistencies? No. Okay. Marvel not owning Oh, not owning certain X-Men. things. Yes. Because it brings up, I believe, yours and my favorite character. Yes. Quicksilver. Yes. Such a small part in this movie. A very important part, yes. Mm-hmm. Best part of the movie as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. And then, not mentioned, not... I mean, he could have been used. He could have been great. So I was reading on him. Found it interesting that he's Magneto's son. Yes. Um, and him, then, and it, him and his sister. And I was saying the sister is also. Yeah. Um, but Quicksilver, this is not the first time he has come up. They wanted to use him before mm-hmm. in the 2006 X-Men, so that would have been the third one, right? Yes. And they wanted to use him in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But they were battling because they're like, no, we can't because he's between the two. Mm-hmm. So they came up with this agreement. You already know this, huh? I know bars are bad. Oh. I want to see. I want to so see. they came up with the agreement that both can use him. Mm-hmm. That X Men can use him and Avengers can use him because he's going to be in the 2015 Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not allowed to mention anything of either. So the X-Men aren't allowed to say anything about the Avengers mm-hmm. in his connection with them. And the Avengers aren't allowed to say anything about his past. Like who his father is. None of that. Mm-hmm. The Avengers can't say that. The Also in the Avengers, and I think the Avengers, like the whole Marvel Universe as it exists now, mm-hmm. they are not allowed to use the word mutant. Right. You're correct. Mutant is not allowed to be used. So it's interesting because on the... Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, mm-hmm. they refer to them as specials. Mm-hmm. Even if they could be like a mutant, they mm-hmm. just refer to them as specials. Yes. So, they decided, between the two companies, probably best just to use two different actors. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, both of these actors in Kick-Ass... So I know that the one that's in the Avengers plays Kick-Ass. Who's the... Who's... I'm not sure, but I was looking him up, and I was like, this is this is bizarre. They both would be... They don't call him Quicksilver 
in this movie, though, do they? I don't know, because I asked you who it was, and you told me, so then I, maybe I just... But I thought that he said something about being Quicksilver. Maybe they did. Maybe not. Um... But yeah, he's also supposed to have a, a a sister. Yes. Who was in it? She was in it. At the end, when they were watching the TV oh, and watching yeah, yeah, the coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when they showed the mom's reaction to Magneto that said, hey, that's who the dad is. Well, also, because they... Yeah, he, my mom had a thing for a guy with metal or something. Who was into metal. <laughs> no, yeah, he, she, he was like, so they say you can control metal. Mm-hmm. And then... They were, and then he was like, oh, my mom used to date a guy. That was like that. Um. Well, yeah, kick ass. What were yours at? You were looking, you were looking. It was Todd. I don't know who Todd is. <laughs> I never saw uh, kick that's, ass. That's interesting, though. Um. Yeah, I just think that's weird. Like, what are the odds of the two? But aside from the, aside from all the questions that it, that it raises for me. Um, first of all, I've really enjoyed our few days of watching the X-Men movie, or two days of watching X-Men movies. Me too, because I like the X-Men, and you know I do. I liked watching the cartoon when I was little. I really liked, I really liked watching First Class. First Class is good. Yeah. Um, it's funny how much, how much better the effects are than the, um... Than the, than the first ones, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first ones are really funny with the, with the special effects and stuff. Um, and it's funny also, you point out, you're like... Because you had said about the costumes in, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know about the costumes. Like, maybe they should have... Uh, they should have had more of the comic book ones. But that Wolverine looks kind of stupid for Wolverine. And then first class, they were just like, you know what? We're going to go for it and mm-hmm. go with much more... And they used the blue and yellow to represent Wolverine's yeah. colors. Well, that was the, those were the original X-Men colors. Oh. Yellow and blue. Oh. And then at the end of First Class, when they break Emma Frost out, Magneto's in like his original kind of thing. They toned it down a little bit in this mm-hmm. one. Um, again, but it, it, like, it, it works. I think... The Marvel movies especially pointed out to people, they were like, you know, you don't have to go real dark with the, with the comic, with the costumes, like, you can make one. But, first X-Men movie was coming off, uh, Matrix. And, like, that whole trend of, like, real, like, leather and looking cool mm-hmm. and leather and stuff. Um, really liked how X-Men First Class, they did the same opening sequence as... X-Men in Poland. Oh, yeah. Maybe that they was, used some clips that were the same. I don't think they used... The, no, they didn't use clips. I don't think right. Yeah, the, the fence was the exact fence because when they closed the fence, it was a different fence from the fence that was bending. Like, they used the same bending. Oh, they used the same bending track. Because mm-hmm. most of that stuff... Because they, they wanted to use the kid. So yeah. they shoot it with a different kid. Yeah, but like... Um, and you were really upset because you were like... Striker's older in this one, but you got that fixed in Days of Future Past. In first class, you were like, Striker's older in this one. I don't like how he's older. And then oh. he's supposed to be older 
he's supposed to be the same. You thought, and I thought too, he was supposed to be the same guy in X Men Two. Mm-hmm. Different Striker, because they just refer to the guy in First Class as Striker mm-hmm. in the CIA, and then you find out that it's his son that's going to later be the one that puts the. Oh, in this one they were saying. Yeah, so the, like, yeah, the striker that that kept popping up in first class in Days of Future Past is the dad to the bad no, striker. In, the one that keeps popping up in first class is the dad to the Days of Future Past striker. Who is the striker that takes? The yeah, yeah. The, who has the son? Who is the mutant? Because they mentioned him being ten. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Fastbender, also awesome Magneto. Yeah. Here's my one problem, though. At the end of, at the end of X-Men First Class. His, hit what? I didn't see the end of it. You saw a couple of it, but mm-hmm. you missed the parts that I'm more talking about. I had to get ready so we could go see the new movie. <laughs> that his, his Irish accent really comes out at the end of that movie when he's doing, like, the longer speeches and stuff. And, like... It's just... Because he's supposed to be German. Yeah. <laughs> Bender's Irish-German, but he moved to Ireland when he was two. Mm-hmm. So he has a real Irish accent. And he's like, Brothers of mutants, come, join me, brothers. And you're just like, uh, The way he's saying that really sounds really Irish, but I'll let it go. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, brothers. I love, I, I love First Class, though, when he does that whole scene in... Um, Argentina, mm-hmm. so good. Love that scene. I, it's funny because there's such different. There's a tone change between the original ones and then mm-hmm. and then this one. You can tell they were they were made at very different times because the characters are a little bit different. Because like I, they wouldn't have put that scene in. It's like the Harry Potters <laughs> in the original. In the, the more they keep doing, the more. <laughs> I think I don't know about the Harry Potters, but I think I think the Harry Potters they're just following the, the change of the books. But I think this one is partially a change because of well, because the first X Men movie was before nine eleven. Mm-hmm. So I think I feel like there's a there's a shift in like in like vengeance and just like there's a shift in in culture. Which I think it's cool. Um. Bah, I love that. I love that scene where he's talking to him, and he's sharing glasses, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, their names are taken from them by pig farmers." And, and the the German guys, the Nazis, are still like, "Oh yeah, well, clink glasses." Oh no, what's going on now? <laughs> this is not good. Um, they know. Yeah, but they're just like, "Oh boy," uh, but he's such a he's such a good man. You know, I prefer. I'm gonna be honest. I prefer him to Ian McKellen. Oh as, yeah, as Magneto, but. Patrick Stewart, better Professor Xavier. I don't know if that's fair, though. If that's a fair assessment. Because the Magneto character, I think you could compare. Because even the younger version, same mannerisms, same, like, attitude towards everything. Where Charles Xavier, different attitude. Well, no, that's true. That's true. So I I don't think you can. I don't think you can pick. Just saying. Good point. It's a fair point. Uh, I 
I really liked Days of Future Past, though. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it still works for me, even despite the all my questions. Um, Quicksilver, favorite character. Um, I think I think we'll have an, a nice fresh slate to start with. Um, that might that might clear a few things up, maybe. Um, so the next one that's supposed to come out. Before we talk about the next one, okay. There, you had a very big issue earlier today. I, I was going to end with that issue. And I, I did some research on it. Did you do some research on it? Because I have an, I no. have a slight explanation for you. All right. Do you want me to tell my issue first? Explain, yeah. Explain what your biggest grievance. So, because because movies now, especially in this genre of movie, likes to put the post-credit scene as the teaser for what's about to happen, we sit through all the credits. Yes. So I'm enjoying watching the actors' names grace the screen in front of me, and it starts with... Who was first? Um, I would guess that Hugh Jackman was first. Oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman was first. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then James McAvoy mm-hmm. and... Michael Fassbender. Fassbender, yes. And then Jennifer Lawrence. And then... There might have been one more. And a Paquin. And then we go into Nicholas Holt, who played the Beast... And the rest of the characters that were in the movie. Quite a bit. But we have Anna Paquin, whose scene lasted three seconds, and who said nothing. She just walked out of the door, glanced over her shoulder, and walked away with Iceman. Yes. Which was a very nice scene. Yes. Because I I forget... But going back and watching X-Men and X-Men 2... The connection that her and Wolverine had. Right. How, and how close they were. Right. But it annoyed me that she got a higher ranking than some of the other actors who were more influential in the movie and who had bigger roles in the movie. Mm. Well, two things because of that. Now, first thing, though. Actually, a few things. First thing, though. The two biggest stars in the movie, though were last. Which makes sense. Because they say the best for last? Yeah. Okay. Whenever I, I find whenever they have like those big, big guys, they always put them last. I like how they put them together, though. I and they too. said, and Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Right. And I that. wanted it to pop up and, uh, at the bottom and say, the best, best friends ever. Right. Cause, I would expect them to be last. Because those guys, I just, I, I want to hang out with those for them for like, they probably, they probably would have done it uncredited. Like, that's how cool those two were. <laughs> yeah, they would have just been like, well, that's just... They were super excited. They were both doing, uh, what, Waiting for Godot or something together when they were approached to reprise these roles, and they were like, okay, because they were just so excited because they had already passed them on. They didn't think that they would ever yeah. do the popular role again. And and they, who knows if they will. Because the next... Well, we'll talk about the next one. She first of all, she's a she is a slightly bigger yes. name draw than some of the other ones. 
but her role in the movie was supposed to be bigger. Oh, really? Yes. Because I think, and a lot of this stuff will be, from the article that I was reading, they were saying it should be on, like, the deleted scenes and stuff should be on the... So um, Halle Berry was burnt before her. That was the name I was reading. Yes. Um, she should be, they all, this stuff should be on, like, the DVD Blu-ray or whatever. Um, because they did, they filmed pretty much all of it. Um, but what was supposed to happen, because they wanted an element of, um, where, like, Magneto and Professor Xavier had to kind of, like, team up for one last mission, almost. Like the old two? Yeah. Like, the older ones, they had to team up for, like, one last mission, kind of, and they were they were thinking of, um, like, trying to team them up to do one last mission together and, like, go on, on something to help this, this quest. So. Destroy the one ring to rule them all. <laughs> so they were. On they, using the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> so what they were going to do was they were going to have, um, there's going to be, like, her powers were going to start weakening and that she wasn't sure if she was going to be able to hold it. And I think, I'm guessing that fits in where Wolverine has, like, the panic attack after he sees Stryker. Mm-hmm. And he cuts her, and she's badly, she's badly hurt. Oh, pretty kitty or whatever her name is. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Shadow Cat. Who I think was, who was mainly, she was in the first one, played by a different actress. Right, they said, like, three different actresses, like, played her. I don't remember her being in the third well, one, in the, the second one. one. Was she just one of those kids with, like, Jubilee? Yeah, in that first one. And she's the one that, like, runs back and grabs, like, a pen off the desk. It's oh, like, thanks, Professor. And then she runs to the how wall. Is, how is someone like me supposed to know that? It's just stuff for it's just stuff for the for the comic fans like that's that's a, that was the stuff that they were putting oh, in the first couple Oh, was she the one that was movies. getting when they were getting shot with the tranquilizer? She's the one that ran through the wall there too. Probably. Okay, because they said they had someone that can go through walls. Yeah, she's she's okay. the one that's able to go through the walls. And then in the third one, she was played by Ellen Page. Yes. Um. So she was like her, and she like she was not supposed to be able to like hold the connection or whatever. So at first they were like. Oh, there's like this serum or something that'll like enhance her power that Magneto and, and Charles have to get. So they were gonna leave that temple. Yes, I think to get it. That was stupid. And then they were just like, not enough time. Well, no. At first they were just like, well, that that seems really stupid. Just oh, there's this magical serum that does it. And then I think at some point somebody was like, well, what if there's somebody else that can do it? And they were just like. Oh my god, there's somebody else that can take her power. And that's Rogue. And Rogue, like, makes more sense and then it fits in. So let's have them go and, like, bust Rogue out of being held by the Sentinels and, and the government or whoever. And that also makes more sense because the Sentinels that are in the future, they can adapt to. Like, mutant powers, but they also seem to, like, get new powers as they go. Mm-hmm. And that part doesn't really make sense. But if Rogue is somebody that's being studied, and her power is mm-hmm. to adapt other powers, and they're adapt- they're using her genetic code, then that makes a little more sense. So there's a sequence where they actually, like, go and they bust her out of prison, basically, and save her and bring her, and I think she gets Kitty Pryde's power, and then she, she continues. 
So she's supposed to be in it for a bit longer. She's supposed to have this whole other story in there. But they were like, but that kind of also kills the tension because, like, she can just send something else back. I mean, there's not that many people left to send back, but she can, like, mm-hmm. that's the possibility, so. You had an interesting point, though, because you were like, at some point, couldn't they have just let Wolverine go? Yeah, I, I, if they were, like, fighting so hard to keep him connected with her, even when she was, like, damaged and bleeding out, and... Like, he... I was impressed how quickly he convinced the two of them back in the past to to do what they were doing. He, like, said four sentences to them, and they're like, okay, let's do this. Well, he was able to convince Xavier because he told Xavier something he hadn't told many people before. So... But but ultimately, the final, the deciding factor for Xavier was that it would help Mystique. Mm-hmm. He, so, assuming that she was going down this dark path, he was more in it to save her than... But then as time went on, he was like, okay, this is probably happening. Mm-hmm. Um... But I think Eric was basically going... Eric was basically believing Charles, not Wolverine. He was he was trusting Charles more. Right. So Wolverine, not necessary after the first half hour. No, because, well, there, he needed him a bit longer. But then after they did... After... After Patrick Stewart and James... McAvoy. Mac, Mac, McAvoy? Yes. McAvoy. I thought you said McAvoy. McAvoy? Is, no, is there an L in Okay, McAvoy. Um, after they talked, he was just like, James McAvoy was just like, alright, let's do this. Yeah. I got this. But Patrick Stewart didn't know that, and that's why I was like, no, we need more time, like, just in case he's still on the fence. We gotta... Like, we gotta give Wolverine enough time. Give him I know, how much more convincing can it get than talking to your future self? But the <laughs> thing is, like, literally, it was, like, their only hope. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, they were, I, my assumption is that they were down to those last few people. Mm. And they were just like, we need to do this. So, like, I, I guess I get it, but I see your point, like, at some point, Wolverine wasn't necessary at all. Mm-mm. All he really kind of did was get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially not having any antimanium. Shane has little bone claws that broken off a few times. Uh, depends on how things they are. Yeah, I feel like there were moments that a little questionable with things that were happening that they should have snapped. Like... Getting it stuck in the little sentinel. Damn, wait, I feel like that should just snap them right off. It depends on the density of it. I don't think they're as dense as his animanium. Right, but like, like a lot of like that, yeah, like your like fingers are, are easier to break than like your skull. Uh huh. Because like when people when you punch somebody in the face. If you're doing bare knuckles, punch them in the face. Punch them in the skull. 
It's more likely that, like, you'll break a bone in your hand than you'll break somebody's skull. So if, like, they're that level of density or, or something, like, it makes... I'll suspend disbelief on that, but I, I agree. It's a little... Mm. All right. So t- let's talk about the next one. Oh, right. <laughs> on to the next. Yeah, I wanted to say, because I didn't know what the, la- what the, what the post credit sequence was. I knew that they had announced the next movie, and I was figuring it was tied to that, maybe. Wasn't sure. Yeah, it, it weirded me out, because you had mentioned a desert before we even left. And then a desert scene came up. Yeah, because I was like, oh, maybe there's a desert. <laughs> and then in, in X-Men First Class, because I was like, oh, I don't know if there's a post credit sequence in this. And I saw, like, a desert swirl, and then it skipped ahead because I was fast-forwarding. And I was like, oh, man, I might have missed it. So I went back. And then it was really just like, uh, oh, hey, this is the production company. So, did nothing whatsoever. And then the post credit sequence is, starts off with a desert. And building a pyramid. Building a pyramid with telekinetic powers, and then a blue boy, and four horsemen in the background. And then, blackout. Yes. And that means nothing to you. Not a thing, except that the slaves did not build the pyramids. But... That means something to me, because that is um, Apocalypse, who is like an ancient Egyptian, and that's him as a boy, and obviously behind behind him, the four horsemen, the four horsemen of Apocalypse. Oh. But he's like a, he's also a major villain in there, and and lives for quite another, quite Quite a number of years, it keeps getting reawakened and whatever. Um, Was that supposed to be him? Yeah, that's that's him in the comics. That's him in the future. Because obviously, when we saw him, he was a boy. He had a little blue though. How do, how would you know? Because he's blue. Um, he's supposed. Well, I mean, blue is is the main color that's given to him in the comics. He's gray or blue skinned. Mm. There's a there's a lot that goes on with him, and I don't quite know the whole story. Um, but he he is one of the main one of the main villains in um, in X Men history. He was in the cartoon at some point too, um, so it's kind of cool. Apparently, though, next movie is supposed to take place in the 1980s. Nice. It's supposed to have the young X Men crew. Okay, so Beast we like will be back. So Beast will probably be back. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I would imagine, will be back. James McAvoy. Michael Fassbender, which is awesome. I wonder who will get to play the young Gene and, like, Storm and Rogue. Well, not Rogue. Um, Yeah, assuming that they're in here. They might not be. Rogue can't be because she wasn't. Well, Rogue won't be. I like Rogue, like She'd be like a baby. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, I'm your baby. I'm your, don't touch me. I'm your baby. I'm going to take your battles. Um, that means no Jubilee again. Probably, yeah, no Jubilee. I mean, unless they just go be like, oh, that wasn't Jubilee in the original ones. Because they never really say it's Jubilee. And she didn't wear yellow, the yellow get-up in the second one. Right. She had a line in the second one, though. You didn't see her saying it, but she said it. 
I mean, they can put Jubilee in there. But Channing Tatum is Gambit. I feel like Rogue and Gambit go together. They do, but they already just kind of left that out, so. I know, because they have her with Iceman. Or was she with Iceman in the comics? I think she might have been with Iceman at some point. I mean, Bobby. what they're doing is is completely different than is different than the comics. Obviously, if they're drawing from it a little bit, but they're also doing their own thing. But I'm ex- I'm I'm excited that, to see more of these guys as X Men. Hopefully, Brian Singer stays on in some kind of a fashion where he's like, "Okay, I got this, guys." Because you know what? You know why it got all messed up because of Last Stands. Because Brian Singer left to make Superman Returns, which was also a shitty movie, but he left to do Superman Returns and put it in the hands of, wait for it, Brett Ratner, who did the Rush Hour movies. So the guy that did the Rush Hour movies did the other ones. I don't know what your point is. What's Silver's going to be in the next one? Oh, he better be. He was he was literally the best parts. Oh, whoa! It says all cast. Mm-hmm. Who's Brennan Pitter? His rumor just. Oh, uh, I guess he was the guy that played him at the end of the movie. So they're saying that he's going to be in the next one. He might be. But I had to do some more research Who? on Apocalypse stuff. The guy at the very oh. well, yeah. When you play like the whole cast, he's at the very bottom. He's only been in like. One thing, which was this movie, playing Apocalypse at the end. But, anyway. It's a pretty long episode. This, movie. this was this was a real long episode. We talked about a lot of different X-Men stuff, though. We'll call this episode X. <laughs> Another name occurred to me in the, while we're talking about, hopefully in, the, in listening back to it, it comes back to me. Mm-hmm. But overall, I really liked it. I think if you've only seen X-Men First Class, or it's been a really long time since you've seen the other ones, you'll really like this one. If you're a nerd like me, and 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 you, and you really like the details of things, you'll leave with many, many questions about how things work out. I try my best to, to not dwell on, on the details, but I'm very curious how, how things fit together. But Qu- Quicksilver deserves his own movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Because he was really funny. He was. I really, I really like the part with him in the elevator. And he's like, so what'd you, what'd you do? Like, kill the president. He turns Whoa, to the guy. Whoa, <laughs> he turns to the guy and he's like, wow, that's, that's serious, man. That's crazy. And then he moved all the security guards, so they ended up like punching themselves and doing silly things, wedgies. <laughs> oh, that was such a that was such a good scene. I mean, obviously that cost like a ton of money, but it was really funny. And that's 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 what the Quicksilver movie should be. It should be him going around doing pranks like that to people, kind of almost like a like a bad grandpa jackass kind of thing, but just him at super speed, just being like, that'll be good. Real quick, yeah. Fun fact to end it on. X2. Yeah. You know how Professor X likes to freeze people? Yeah. In the museum and in the Oval Office. Yeah. They were actually professional mimes, most of them, who 
who are used to not moving. Seriously? They hired mimes to be frozen. That's pretty cool. Fun fact for you. I wonder if they did that at the end of the, the, the Wolverine movie. Perhaps. Real interesting. First class, though. That was a good movie. That was such a good movie. Days of Future Past was very good. I just... Oh, I think over time, the more I watch it, the more I'll just be like, ah, it'll work itself out. All the questions that I have. So, you want to take us out? So, thank you for listening. We recommend seeing X-Men, all of them. Except... Even the third one. You should see all of Okay, even the third... See all of it. Even X-Men Origins Wolverine? We love X-Men. I I can't vouch for X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's been a really long time. I only saw it once. We didn't watch See, it. Yeah, I don't consider that to be an X-Men movie. I know it's in the oh. universe, but it doesn't have the X-Men in it. It has Wolverine in it. Well, Cyclops is in it, though. What does he do? He's just a kid, and he's like, ah, and then something blows up out of his eyes. Well, it's not really in it. Okay. It's not in it to win it. Okay, so you just mean X-Men, X2, yeah. Last Stand, First Class... Yeah. Should they see the Wolverine? I forget. We talked about it before. No, I don't think. I don't think that's really necessary. That's like a different... That's a different tangent. Yeah. See the main X-Men. If it has X-Men in it, Like, I recommend seeing X-Men. Avengers. I don't recommend seeing Captain America. <laughs> well, yeah, because the first Captain America is really bad. But... Yes. Yeah. Any of the X-Men. Have a good night. Or day. Whenever you listen to this, I'm Rachel. I'm Keith. Smoot. Roll the credits. Why'd you do the... Why'd you do the... <laughs> I did Spider-Man. You said snaked. You had it. You said snaked, and then you, you did the, right. the, Wolverine, the Spider-Man thing. Just can't win. Movies. Movies. We just talked about movies. 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 Gotta go watch new movies, movies, movies. If we don't, then we won't have a show to talk about movies. Roll the credits.